Well, thanks for joining us on this Tuesday, October. Wow, can't believe it's already all here. It's moving very, very quickly. Christmas will be here before you know it. Moses, Jesus, and the Last Days. That's a series we began last week, and we will be in this series for a few weeks. But the first message in this series has to do with the last days. And what does the Bible mean predominantly in the New Testament when it talks about the last days? And we've seen that it was really referring to the last days of the Mosaic Covenant, that it was becoming obsolete. There was a transition going on from the Old Covenant to the New Covenant. And the fact that our understanding of the last days makes a huge difference in the way we live every single day. And we're talking about that as we conclude this message. What difference does it make? How does it impact our life on a daily basis? So let's get back into the conclusion of the message In this series, Moses, Jesus, and the last days, the last days? Every time something happens, it's a prelude to Jesus coming. And then when he doesn't come, guess what happens? Disappointment. Discouragement. And when you ride that roller coaster long enough, you know what you end up doing? You end up burning out at some point. emotionally you just have written it so much and then a lot of people actually just turn away from the faith there's been a lot of people who turn away from the faith because jesus hasn't shown up like they were told he would and they're so burned out on prophecies about it because of the frantic way that it caused them to live an emotional roller coaster one of the things it will also do it will keep you from living in the present moment right now because you're always out there looking hoping when's it going to happen and you miss so much of what's right in front of you especially the opportunity to love your neighbor and serve them causes you to live fearfully too with fear dreading the future dreading you know whatever might happen or what could happen it's just there it's just fear based I've seen this in my own life. I've seen it in my kid's life because I grew up with this kind of a perspective and instilled that early on before I started seeing some things in my kids. There's always a lot of anxiety with it, fear. You don't plan for the future. Why? Because the world's going to end. I heard of a pastor who today is a very godly man. He wanted to do certain things with his life as he had found the Lord and he started making plans to go to certain universities and the te- this other teaching had inf- uh, it was influencing the movement he was in at that time and they said, oh, no, 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 don't do that because Jesus is going to come back. You need to be doing this. Don't give yourself to some sort of future career and pursue that because Jesus could come back now and it's getting close. And he made life decisions based upon that, how he looks back and he said, regrets. There's some things he missed out on because of the foolishness of what people told him. 65 years ago. You focus more on yourself than you do other people. Right now, there are a lot of people getting ready for the the bad things to happen. And and there's nothing wrong to be prepared. You know, I'm not saying that. But most of the time, people that are that way are all about me. Getting stuff from me. The other thing that happens is you become prey to prophecy hucksters. 
And there's plenty of them out there, folks. Selling their books, selling their DVDs, selling out conferences, traveling all over the world, telling people, the end is upon us. Jesus, the rapture is getting ready. Jesus is getting ready to come back. We're in the last days, last days. And we could be in the last of the last days. But only God knows that, not us. Then you end up doing something very dangerous. You end up mixing the covenants. You take stuff from the old and you bring it in and blend it with the new and you've got a mess of a way of life when you try to do that, of trying to walk with God. It doesn't work. You end up very frustrated, very confused, a lot of times, burn out. You can't do it. Then you have misplaced expectations on God. You expect him to do certain things and he doesn't fulfill it and doesn't come through. Oh, you know, we thought you were coming back and you didn't. Remember when Jesus left, that was the question on the disciples' mind. But is now the time when you're going to restore the kingdom of Israel? And, I, and you know what the angels and Jesus told him? He said, that's none of your business. That's up to my father. You, on the other hand, you go and wait for the power of the Holy Spirit to do what I've commissioned you to do. Don't worry about all this other stuff, guys. And they didn't. From that point on, that wasn't a big deal to them anymore. But that was what was the foremost. Because, again, if they had been waiting for that, they would have all died. Frustrated. Because Jesus didn't do what he said he was going to do. A right perspective of this will help you live in peace. It'll help you focus on living a life in union with God and loving God and loving other people. Live alert, live prepared. Jesus told us to do that because again, he could come any moment. You could die in the next five minutes. Are you ready? Being alert and being prepared doesn't mean that you just aren't. You just ignore what Jesus said to do. A right perspective will help you and I live free in the new covenant and the privileges that we have in this new covenant and not under the condemnation of the old. It will help us to live with a proper trust and walk with God. And it will open up the majority of this book on the left side in a way that you will fall in love with because on every single page in some place, you are going to find Jesus. You are going to find gospel. You are going to find hope. You're going to find life. You will find instruction and guidance. It will become new to you. And you'll see that over the next few weeks as we dive into this passage and these passages that Jesus told us about. Father, thank you for the promise of the new covenant. Thank you that you have wrapped up very tidily and fulfilled what you intended the old to do and have brought in the new. And thank you, Jesus, that you are the fulfillment of it all. May you open our eyes, open our hearts to see what's there, where you are. I pray that in the next few weeks, Holy Spirit, that the law, the Torah, the prophets will become 
ablaze with new life for our brothers and sisters who are here and who watch this in the weeks to come. Ignite, just like you did with those disciples on the road to Emmaus, their hearts, let our hearts burn as you open the scriptures to us and show us Jesus. In his name we pray. Amen. Jenny. And amen. I hope that this has helped you in your walk with the Lord. And we will continue in this series, Lord willing, tomorrow, beginning to look at the first few chapters of Genesis and Adam and the pictures of Jesus that we find in Adam. May the mercy, grace, peace, love, and joy of the Lord Jesus Christ fill your heart and life to overflowing today. Be blessed.